I V M. Our definition of the term content becomes myopic many times in between all the visual and audio chatter, and we forget that content in its origins is actually the written word. And as the internet has changed the way we consume content, it has also asked this fundamental form of content to change as well. Because let's admit it, we don't really read as much as we say we want to, and even when we try to, we don't really go through all of it all the time. Which is why when I came across Palak. Satkia's profile on Twitter and start following him and then later subscribe to his app I saw a very differentiated way to amplify the written word using tools that are available to all of us but built in a way that it truly focuses on the modern way of consuming written content so I had to get him on the podcast to not just understand the sublist model and how he's used Twitter and WhatsApp in a unique way to amplify it but also to dig into his insights on the essence of the written word and where it's headed that's what's ahead in this week's episode of advertising is dead i'm varun dugirala the co-founder and corner chief at the glitch we're right back with advertising is dead welcome back to advertising is dead uh, we with palak i will not try to pronounce your last name twice we've I, I as i told you i'm terrible with it i have a terrible uh, last name to pronounce it's a nice last name but i just think it's it's very bizarre for people to pronounce so thanks for coming on the show man i mean I, i've been following you for a while um i discovered you first on twitter um your threads or something which i started to look forward to i think the first one which i saw was um i saw the story about rayban that you put out yeah. uh, i remember that really stuck with me because i was like okay it, it it had so many different stories within one thread uh, I, i found that exciting um and like i told you when we had our pre chat i then went on to the app what i didn't know about till you and i spoke some time back was was the whatsapp group so um i want to take a couple of steps back and say that uh, and kind of start off saying um what you're doing now how did that whole thing start off where is the idea from uh, just for some, to explain to someone saying how you kind of brought it from what was initially a, a whatsapp piece to now being a lot of other things um so yes yeah, so i just want to ask you that first right Thanks thanks for having me Varun. Um so um yeah I I Raven one is actually one of my favorite uh, threads. Mm. Um and I really like the story in fact I really love the fact how uh, Tom Cruise saved the company from going bankrupt twice yeah. Uh, yeah. simply by wearing those uh, glasses in his movies right. Yeah. And and uh, it's a, it's a really interesting company with a really interesting history. Um coming to the WhatsApp part it it actually has a very interesting story mm-hmm. um so around the end of 2015 i had dropped out of my college mm-hmm. and um i was uh, exploring a lot of things in delhi uh doing a bunch of different projects and a lot of time had passed after that and i get uh, i i got this text from my friend that uh, hey palak i think that you made a really good decision by dropping out uh because all the other people have no idea what's going on over here And, and what were you studying? I was studying information science. Ah, yeah. Um in fact I loved the subject. I just didn't like how they used to teach that. I agree with you. I did engineering. I actually liked coding before I got into engineering. So, uh-huh. yeah. I get, totally yeah. get your vibe. Absolutely. So, um we we started talking and um he he was like really excited by all the things that I had mentioned about my projects and the things that I was reading and he asked me that if i could uh, send him a few recommend book recommendations 
and I told him that, uh, brother, I know you very well. You are not going to read any books. So instead, I'm going to send you a few articles that you can read. And let's see how that goes. If that goes good, uh, I will probably continue sending the articles or send you a few book recommendations as well. So on the same day, I posted the message on Facebook um, and got about 20 to 30 people to subscribe to it and kind of like started sharing articles. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a time when I was uh, basically learning all the things on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to uh, find my own ways of doing things and making decisions. And um, I was just discovering a lot of new frameworks and mental models. Mm-hmm. And one of the sites that I had come across was FurnamStreetBlog.com, uh, okay. ran by uh, Shane Paris. Mm-hmm. And I used to really enjoy the articles by him. And mm-hmm. um, that uh, and I used to basically pick those articles and share it with all all the people that were part of my broadcast, and that's uh, pretty much how I started. So, so when, let me look at this. Right. So you you decided that, and I'll, I'll I'll start with the most interesting part for me is the fact that what you said is right. Most of us say everybody says suggest some books for us to read. Most of us don't finish the books that are recommended. At max, you will have a Kindle sample somewhere which you will read. I have a thousand of those. Uh, because someone's recommended it or I've seen it somewhere or the cover looked interesting. Never finish it. I also have never really liked going to something like a Blinkist because I feel that takes the essence of it out. Absolutely. But at some point, you do want to get some of the nuances, some of the knowledge out there. So you took almost, I don't want to categorize, but you took almost the fact that there, there is a lack of people reading, but people still want to know how can I kind of bring it down, but yet make it appealing to the modern audience. That is literally what you started doing. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but but going back to the initial days when I started it, mm-hmm. I was not into sharing a summary of the article. Mm-hmm. I would just pick the article, uh, kind of like give it a title and give it uh, the author's name and send that uh, beautiful message to all the subscribers mm-hmm. uh, with the link. Right. Um, the summarizing part came later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but also, because I like how you summarize it, right? Because what I like about it is, is you're not giving us, oh, this is the gist, these are the points covered. You're actually, it's it's still written. It's still something that you're reading and you're getting a certain feel for it. Um, and then obviously then in most times you tend to go to the article as well because you want to go longer, but mostly most of the articles are longer. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I well, I started subscribing to you. I think, I think the first, I think one or two of them I have read or a couple of them I haven't read fully the, the other articles except for the stuff you've sent. Um, so how did you, well, you started off from the WhatsApp part. How did that kind of grow for you? I mean, how did you see that growth happen? Uh, if you look at the initial days to now, how, how has that kind of scaled up? Right. Um, so during the initial days, um, I would get this text from a friend or a colleague that uh, they heard about my project and they would like to be a part of uh, it. And I would just add them. And then very soon, uh, friends of friends started texting me about the same thing. And I noticed that, wow, this this is something really cool. Uh, uh, pe- people are really interested in this. And uh, this maybe we can grow this up to a certain level and see how that goes. Um, and at the same time, um, we were working on a different app altogether, which we had kind of like shut down and we were exploring a bunch of different options. So this was like the perfect thing at the time. Um, and um, initially we started by posting or get, uh, getting a bunch of my friends to post about this on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and just acquiring with the first few thousand to 1500 subscribers, right? Um, from there onwards, uh, a lot of people started sharing with their friends um, and um, it was spreading purely via word of mouth. 
but there was this this time when i would share a tweet as mm-hmm. the broadcast instead of an article right mm-hmm. uh, because uh, reading an article becomes too much at times mm-hmm. and this would just like serve as a light read or like a break in a week and what i what i noticed is that people would essentially share that on their whatsapp story as soon as i send it right and that was a very interesting behavior uh, so what i started doing was, uh, is that i started taking the summaries because i also noticed that a lot of people are not clicking on the links and not reading the full article um so i started taking uh, the I, i i started summarizing the article and uh, put that in and uh, put the content to the into an image and mm-hmm. started sending that um that actually became the growth engine of the whole thing um so ever since then um th- there have been multiple boosts when someone who has a good um following on linkedin or twitter has posted about it and kind of like got me like 1000 or 1500 subscribers in a day yeah. but apart from that most of the people have joined simply because that image that keeps on circulating around and uh, that's yeah that's that's how it uh, reach 62000 subscribers and you know the more i think about it right um, the internet has changed a few things it's changed how we look at consuming content primarily because of the fact that it's everything is open to us it's not like you have to go to a library and search for something um or is also the fact that you don't have to go through multiple magazines i mean if you want to find something so how do you find these stories how how, how does that part happen well um that is basically um, I, w- i would say i just read a lot it's mm. it's simple as that mm. um and um it's not a new habit for me i've been reading a lot um, for years now and hence i know a lot of different sites and blogs that are basically undiscovered by an average person um mm. and that is what helps me in finding all the stories and um over the time i have since i have now sent more than 1000 uh, articles over over 3 years um i have learned what articles do people like to read mm. and uh what are the articles that they are not interested in and uh, and sometimes what i would do is that i would um just come up with a particular question or a topic okay. and um, just google it out for example one of the one of the very interesting articles that i had shared in the past was how walking helps us think faster because i uh, have this habit that whenever um, i'm working and i want to think and ideate on certain things i would just put my earphones in and i would just go out for a walk mm. and i basically googled that thing and uh, found a very interesting article and a very interesting research on the same um, so sometimes articles come to me like that so then how did you progress from that to to launching the app right because on the the interesting part about the app is the fact that it's not just you contributing stories you have now we have more people kind of you know adding their own almost weekly if not okay once every couple of days you know putting stuff in there um i found the startup one very interesting primarily because it's a great roundup because most times you you flooded with so many articles about the entire startup space it's a great way to kind of bring that whole uh, whole thing together um so how how did how did the app happen then right um so so whatsapp has its own limitations and mm-hmm. whatsapp has its own restrictions in fact i have received a ban from whatsapp once oh. uh, simply because i had received like uh, you know 2000 subscribers in like less than 1 hour or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and um, i had to reply all of them manually that hey please save this number because that's also a requirement uh-huh. and whatsapp thought that i'm some kind of bot spamming all these people and <laughs> banned me luckily got the account back and all of that 
but uh, WhatsApp is, uh, I wouldn't call it a closed ecosystem, but uh, it is just not made for you to text thousand people at the same time. Um, and there are lots and lots of limitations and restrictions. And at the same time, we, we noticed that a bunch of other people have started their own newsletters uh, mm. on WhatsApp, right? Um, even with like 10 or 15 subscribers, people would just continue and they are really consistent with that mm. and the content that they are sending. Um, and that's why we thought that we can actually make an app out of this um, mm. and at least give it a try and see how that goes. And um, that's that's how Sublist was born. In mm. fact, it was it was a like Sublist is a very new name um, uh, comparatively. Earlier, it was called Broadcast List. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't focus on the logo. We didn't focus on the name. We just like took uh, what um, WhatsApp would call it, uh, which is Broadcast List, <laughs> and just turned that into a, an app. And then we realized that it's a generic one. Uh, went for a short form of Subscribers List, which is mm-hmm. Sublist. And yeah. So... You know, one of the things I find interesting about this model, right, is the fact that um, what has traditionally been the way that people would say, okay, you would have, um, you know, apps or, or platforms where you could subscribe to multiple people's blogs and you could read stuff over there. You also had people who are taking books and bringing them down, like I said, someone like a Blinkist, etc. Um, and there is so much news and information out there. Uh, and most times, half the stuff gets lost because the majority of the stuff you see is, let's say, around politics, around business, etc. But how someone today who's used to internet content, um, who's used to that, you know, half a second is swiping through, swiping through, swiping through in that sense. This is in, in, in my mind almost made for that. Um, and, and, and what I think would be interesting to kind of understand is what are the insights you kind of gotten about how people consume? Like what do they kind of like reading, et cetera? What have you kind of realized through this period uh, in terms of what even surprised you? you know, this is what people consume and this is how they consume and stuff like that. Right. Um one of the things that I used to believe was that um, when you reach um, an avid reader, uh, they would generally want to read uh, a long form content, uh, which is true, but for an avid reader and most people are not. Um, when you reach out to an average person, they will tell you that they are really interested in cultivating a habit of reading, mm-hmm. but they have failed multiple times. And, um, that's when I realized that, you know, usually they start with books or something long form. They even start with writing their own blogs as a, as a part of uh, cultivating the reading habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that when they start, they start with long form and that doesn't work for them. Right. Uh, when you start providing them content in short form, they're more likely to consume and then cultivate the habit of reading uh, when it comes to long-form contents, mm-hmm. then moving to blogs and then moving to books and then even listening to podcasts right across different uh, mediums. Um, that That is like the core insight that we have at Sublist. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the whole app, even the, like the new design is not out there. In fact, we are going to post the new update today. Oh, nice. Uh, right, it's a great uh, time to do this episode right before the, the update happens. Absolutely. So even even the whole app is designed accordingly where um, it encourages people to uh, generate short form content and mm-hmm. uh, encourage readers to consume short form content, right? Mm-hmm. And they can also move across different topics that they are subscribed to very quickly um, and not, not of, and they don't have to feel guilty that, okay, they did not read mm-hmm. the full article um, and so on. 
uh, you know, if, if you kind of go back to what what did you want to be? What did you want to do? I mean, before all of this, right? When you, when you just say when you joined college, what was the aim? Was the aim to even be close to something like this, or it was this is, uh, or or has stuff like this interested you before as well? Because I think sometimes when you when you when you decide to go study, you tend to choose stuff which is very different from what you actually do enjoy. Um, I totally understand that. I've been there in multiple angles of things, and sometimes you discover stuff later on. Uh, what did you want to be? So I exactly wanted to be what I am today, Perfect. which is to be um, uh, to basically build things. In fact, I had even tweeted this long time back, which is uh, one of my favorite tweets: is that uh, that no matter uh, what am I doing after. Uh, like no matter where I am after 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. I will still be building things. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm very glad that um, I got a chance to do that. Um, when I went to college, my thinking was this, that Bangalore was the startup capital of India. Good. And um, I got myself um, into a college in Bangalore. Mm. Um, and I specifically picked up information science because I, I, I would, uh, I have spent a lot of time around computers but mm-hmm. mostly hardware side of it, uh, building computers, breaking a lot of stuff, um, and then rebuilding the stuff. So I took computer science, and uh, that was a plan. Um, but uh, because of uh, college schedule and a bunch of other things around it, yeah. things um, things were uh, quite difficult when it came uh, when it came down to uh, doing my own projects. Mm-hmm. That's when I decided to kind of take a break kind of take a gap year and then see if I am able to build something and um, I did experiment with a bunch of different projects when I was in college mm-hmm. uh, and after dropping out of college um, but uh, so far Sublist is the one that stuck around for longer and mm-hmm. hopefully will stick around for a very long time yeah because because I, I, I'm telling you I genuinely as I see the model I find it so refreshingly different from what something a lot of stuff that I've seen out there um, I think it's also kind of built from the fact that um, it's it's built for how you would want to consume content, right? I think that's what I really got from it is that, um, and it was almost seamless for me, the transition of of, of following you on Twitter, um, which is also something you should talk about because I haven't seen enough blowout, uh, you know, just like people really following someone and kind of spreading it out as I've seen um, uh, with you on Twitter and just generally the number of people I know who share what you put out and etc all that stuff um, but also the fact that how the models kind of evolving and 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 at first kind of say that where do you see um sublist as a model kind of evolving what 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 are the main areas you guys are focusing on to kind of take it to the next stage right um so yeah one one interesting thing is that uh, when we go back to the drawing room and see that um mm. what are we going to build today a lot of things um actually come out of our experiences then data mm-hmm. it's it's quite contrarian if you ask a lot of other product people out there um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, there are times when I choose to go with my experience mm-hmm. uh, even if the data is saying the opposite of that um, <laughs> that has at least helped us to uh, to uh, stay f- uh, in, in staying focused on a particular path and uh, mm-hmm. building the product that sublist is today um, coming to the model side of it um, I one one very important uh, thing that we are going to focus on right now is to get a new um, a, a new wave of uh, curators on board mm-hmm. um, um, and people who are purely 
people who are not creators who wouldn't write in general mm-hmm. but now that they have sublist they are curating something they are collecting information from different different places and now mm-hmm. putting it out there um and structuring it in a way in fact mm-hmm. um this this uh, thing that we used to keep talking about um, in in the, in the offices that google was actually supposed to structure information that you google dog and they would give you the right information but uh while it does that it doesn't give you the best information right <laughs> so if you were to google indian startup updates today yeah um, you will get a few links but yeah. you wouldn't get 10000 links is the word to word absolutely right in fact um this is very so at this one point of time we started searching for this place on the internet where you can get all the updates about elon musk in one place right mm. and surprisingly we couldn't find a single place like of course you would go to three different websites and you would get all the information yeah. including his tweets and other news and launches about spacex and tesla yeah. um but there was not a single place um but with that we have that on sublist right mm-hmm. and someone is curating that yeah. um and which which uh, which is what enables new people to come and create a content or create content yeah. on, in their own way um and then um it's 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 uh it's in near future plans but uh, we are also going to introduce payments mm-hmm. so that um a lot of creators and curators can uh, charge and monetize their yeah. curation yeah you know that's a, that you make an interesting point right because i was going to ask that and and i think an interesting kind of parallel would be how medium to make the choice they did right so um medium initially i think very briefly thought of using advertiser revenue realized that would be a bad area to kind of go to said just pay for it like i pay for for my medium in that sense i like whatever when you do those claps etc I, i thought that was a great model i don't know how well it does uh for the writers but i know for a fact that it's an interesting model to pursue um and the fact that you said this because one of the pieces that it is i've been reading a lot about of late is this whole chatter about how twitter can actually move to a subscriber um model right because they're realizing advertising model might not be uh you know where they've been able to scale as much as let's say a facebook etc and there's been a lot of buzz about twitter almost like i think they basically did a couple of job postings to hire someone around subscription and then obviously their stock price went up and then people start talking about it and what you talk about is similar where um, would you see you'd come to a point where one is that uh, allowing everybody to kind of post stories out there or are you saying okay, we will curate for sure because you don't want to just become them um, Uh, too many people and then voices get lost i mean has has there been thought about that or is it just too early to kind of get into those kind of thoughts um so in fact when we started um um we would only allow few selected people to start their own list and uh, start sending the content out there but yeah. we have opened that up to everyone uh purely to experiment and see what kind of content do people come up with right what kind of curation do they come up with yeah. um and now um our goal or more like the challenge will become uh, how do we show what goes on the discover page of the app right uh, which is how other people or readers mostly mm. discover content curators mm. um and and that is that is what uh, basically the next uh, one of one of the next uh, challenges is i think it's interesting right because you know and and this is what we we tend to forget is that when people talk about oh let's create uh, a content based platform uh, on the internet people talk about video all the time you've seen this resurgence of audio I and mean, we we we're doing this on a podcast but i do feel the written word has a very strong place and it's 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 something that 
definitely um you know has so many points you can actually scale to three people still do read it's just they read differently i guess um if you had to kind of turn around and say that if i was a person today sitting in college and had a similar thing that okay i'm not getting what's going on here um and maybe i should just kind of go out and and do something on my own or come up with something what would your point of view to that person be right um i would say that either start putting content on uh, twitter mm-hmm. um and and stick with a particular niche um or or if not a niche but like create this unspoken identity on twitter or mm-hmm. or, or your twitter profile yeah. right uh, for example uh, threats on indian brands has become my unspoken identity <laughs> um and and similar or or i would say that they could experiment with uh, whatsapp newsletters mm-hmm. right? because it's quick uh you don't have to set up a lot of things and you can validate your ideas and your curation very quickly on whatsapp yeah. uh in fact um i was just talking to this person uh today and i had i i had recently started another uh channel on telegram this time it's oh, called tweets yeah, so yeah right uh which uh which is basically screenshots of some good tweets that i have come across throughout the day mm-hmm. and um so this student from jaipur uh, actually created a twitter account with the same name um added about uh, wrote about me in the bio and all this stuff and i had a conversation with him i asked him that um, you know maybe they can actually he can actually um, go ahead and start a project on uh, purely from his own ideas mm-hmm. and and see how that goes right yeah. um twitch tweet when people mention tweet shorts uh, they remember me um, <laughs> he wouldn't get much credit for the same Yeah. and um, i encourage him to start his own pro- project and let's see what he comes up with yeah that's so nice to hear man and and also when you you briefly mentioned just now your your focus on indian brands and their stories um have you had a brand reach out to you yet and say okay can you, this this is an interesting story about our brand Do you going to put something out about it have you had that yet or um or if i'm a brand and i don't haven't taken uh i haven't looked at that opportunity yet uh, what do you see what do you think the opportunity for brands is on 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 the kind of platform and and the stuff that you're doing right um so um i have spoken with a few brands uh, mm-hmm. a few brands reached out to me um uh, and i have spoken with a few brands as well mm-hmm. uh, but i'm really looking for a brand that has very 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 interesting story mm-hmm. uh that i can cover uh, because story is the essence of the whole thing True. um I would say uh, when it comes to brand and Twitter threads I would say a brand should be putting uh, stories about their work and their history mm-hmm. on Twitter in in form of Twitter threads because mm-hmm. what really works even on Twitter threads is that you are basically writing an article but yeah. split into different uh, or multiple tweets right um, and again people are more likely to consume short form content which is individual uh, which comes down to individual tweets yeah. um people are more uh, brands are more likely to get um you know impressions or uh, more exposure about their story and whatever it is that they are trying to cover if they are yeah. putting it in a nice way in a, in a storytelling way uh, on on twitter than mm. any other media in fact uh, if i'm not wrong uh, nirma's thread uh, generated about 1.7 million impressions Mm-hmm. on twitter which is which is insane like it's it's crazy and um, that is also coming from uh, uh from a from my account which is not that big on yeah. twitter so i have a, i think I, i think i replied to your tweet and i mentioned this 
Um, so I have a weird story with Nirma is the fact that when I was a kid, the Nirma I used to play so often on television and I used to watch a lot of television. My mother had made a rule saying that whenever the ad played, I had to close my eyes. So even now, instinctively, when even someone says Nirma, my, in psychologically, I'm thinking about shutting my eyes because it's, it's ingrained in me in that sense. I think that's, and I think a lot of brands have that. A lot of brands have this, not just the stories about um, their history, but the history that people have, which is associated with all these brands. I think there's, there's so much you can get into with that. Absolutely. Um, in fact, um, Nirma, Nirma's branding is really on point, especially the song, the jingle. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's just not possible to read that jingle normally. Huh? You are going to end up singing that jingle whenever you try to yeah. read that, right? And I've tried that multiple times, right? When I was writing. It'll it, play right? in your head. Yeah, in fact, um, in fact, there's this, uh, they also, um, uh, you know, composed a beautiful song uh, um, starring Sonali Bendrip Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and while writing the thread, I was actually listening to that on loop, which is a very weird thing, but it actually stuck <laughs> with me. And uh, I was just having a good time because I was just writing uh, Nirma's story. I was very impressed with a lot of numbers and the whole history behind it, mm-hmm. uh, which I was not aware of earlier. Yeah, you know I have so many more questions um, which I kind of want to dig into but um, I know we need to go in for a break so you're going to do that and be right back with advertising instead welcome back to advertising is dead we still with Palak I have a question about Twitter threads, right? And I've had this question for a while and maybe you'd be able to answer it is that it's it's interesting you said you should treat it like an article, but do you need to make each tweet almost be a story by itself or do you, or is there no rule um, or or something? I mean, in your experience, what have you seen that it works? Is it like, okay, let's write the entire thing. Just obviously use as many characters as possible so you have to fill it up. Or is it like, okay, I need to make each tweet in those almost be almost like a small segment someone can read as well. Right. Um there are certain points in my threads mm. um, where I try to, um, you know, convert an individual tweet in a story uh, in itself, right? Um, yeah. Something that they would retweet and uh, the the reader, the other person will also uh, understand the whole essence of it, right? Mm. Uh, that's why a lot of, uh, lot, I use brand's name again and again in mm. almost every single tweet, right? Yeah. Um, Basically, if I, was to, if I were to say that they generated X, Y, Z amount of revenue, then they wouldn't get the idea of, of, about what brand am I talking correct, about. Correct, correct. Um, and and a lot of things around that. Um, but what happens in threads is that uh, when a person starts reading a thread, they're basically giving you a lot of attention, right? Because then there's, there are no other tweets that are going to take uh, their attention away from yours. Mm-hmm. That's what works, right? And once they're once if if your storytelling is on point, mm-hmm. they're not going to drop off that thread um, anytime soon, right? True. Um, and that is just what keeps the person finish the thread in a way that they wouldn't have finished otherwise if it if it was an article or uh, some other format. You know, there's there's one more thing uh, which which I've I've noticed is that you never change your Twitter profile picture. There's, there's a story behind that or a theory behind that. Yeah. Um, so in fact, uh, not just that, but I also changed uh, uh, my profile picture on every other social media platform to the current profile picture that I have on Twitter. Hmm. Um, the idea is very simple that um, a lot of time when people come across your tweet, 
uh, uh-huh. and I'm talking about your people who are not following you. They are not going to remember your username. They are not going to remember your name unless your name is something like Palagzatakya, which is a very weird name. <laughs> um, uh, but people are going to remember a, a picture, right? Uh, that kind of like gets, um, you know, Im- imprinted in their memory. And, and they're going to, uh, and the next time they come across another good tweet of yours, they're going to remember that, hey, I remember seeing something good earlier as well from this person, yeah. right? Um, and that's why keeping a good profile picture consistent on at least on Twitter on a, or at least on a particular platform mm-hmm. is very, very important. And uh, yeah. that's basically why I don't change it. And, and and you have any other such learnings for Twitter? Because that's an interesting point, right? Because I know that people change and, and, and Twitter has this funda where when you put up a new photograph, it, it, makes, it gives you the option to tweet it saying new profile picture. You almost made a point to saying, please don't change your profile picture because people will, will forget, uh, will, will kind of think it's somebody else. Um, so what, yeah. what are the other things that you kind of learned about yeah. how to use Twitter? Sure. Uh, so there are actually lots and lots of uh, different things that I have learned about Twitter because um, I never opted for any of the strategies that other people write about. Mm. I purely discovered everything on my own um, and grew Twitter uh, in its own way. Uh, one really good thing that helps in growing Twitter is mm. that you need to have an unspoken identity, right? Mm. Um, your Twitter profile should be known for something, but not in your in your words, but by your followers' words or the people who consume your content, right? Mm. Uh, and one of the ways to usually discover this is by talking to them or or really noticing uh, what do they talk about you when mm. they mention your profile to someone else, right? That that tells you what your profile really stands for in front of other people, mm. right? That becomes a huge thing because, for example, if, uh, if you were to ask me that who uh, should you follow on Twitter for, mm. uh, to learn about Bitcoin, I would say Anthony Pompliano. Um, right, because that's his identity. Like when you say Bitcoin, that's the only person uh, that comes to your mind on Twitter, right? Um, and um, there are a bunch of interesting uh, people like that. For example, if I were to say um, um, just random interesting things on Twitter, Ankit's profile would be the one that would come yeah. to my mind, um, yeah. and 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 like that. Um, you know, towards the end of every episode, right, I do this segment, which I like to call Humans of Advertising. Um, I ask random questions and I have a couple of interesting additions to that, which I'd want to do with you as well. Right. Um, what What are you a huge consumer of? Obviously, you're a, you, you a huge consumer of a lot of things. Um, but if you have to say that, okay, uh, I'm a huge com- consumer or if I'm obsessed with X, uh, which people would be surprised to know, what would that X thing be? Hmm. Um, interesting question. I haven't thought much about it. So I consume a lot of um, football. Um, mm-hmm. I, I watch a lot of football. I consume a lot of uh, a lot of content about the same, which mm-hmm. I don't post on my Twitter. It's very mm-hmm. dedicated to a particular thing. Um, last few days have been crazy because of the whole <laughs> Messi saga. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I also consume a lot of um, videos on snowboarding, right? Um, oh. Right. So um, it, I think um, I tried snowboarding for the first time in 2018 and I absolutely fell in love with it. It is it is one amazing sport. Um, so I, I consume a lot of videos when it comes to snowboarding. I keep practicing at home. There are ways to practice without the snow and stuff um, from homemade stuff. 
so let's see. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. Oh, that that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of those. I, I mean, football, I could have still maybe have thought of, but snowboarding, I would never have guessed. Yeah. Um, what can you put together in an instant? Um, computer. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, hardware. I remember what you just said. Hey, I built. A, I have built and broken a lot of computers. <laughs> a lot and lots and lots of them. Um, what story amongst all the ones that you've shared or, or articles? Or which one is? I mean, if you had to turn around, you, I'm not asking you to choose one, but if you had to say, okay, when this is a great one, which 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 honestly, when you found it, you were really excited to put it out. We were name one like that. It doesn't have to be the only one. It can be any one. But you, which, if you had to point at one, what would that one be? Right. Um, there's this amazing article from Morgan Hauser. Um, um, it's called the seduction of pessimism. Um, and he makes very interesting points about how, um, pessimist information or pessimist, uh, uh, news, uh, seduces in a way that optimistic, um, information news wouldn't be able to write. Um, uh, basically he tries to say that he, he tries to, uh, say that um, if I were to tell you that everything's going to be fine um, in the future and everything's great, you wouldn't be that um, attentive uh, when I, I were to to my thing. Mm-hmm. But if I were to tell you that uh, hey things are going to go bad uh, and this is what's going to happen, you are more likely to give me your attention than. Yeah. Uh, other other thing and then uh, uh, the main point of the article is totally different which i would uh, uh, uh you know not share right now and mm. fact, encourage everyone to go read that article and find mm. it out um because uh, he's a he's a much better storyteller than i am um but uh that is one of my favorite articles and in fact i have shared that uh thrice mm. um, because like you know new subscribers wouldn't get the old articles and mm. i keep sharing that once in a while um I know it started off by you saying, I will not recommend a book. I will give you this. But if you had to recommend a book or something to consume, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Something you came across recently. Yeah. Um, if it were about, if it was about startups, I would say zero to one. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like simply about building things in the future. Yeah. If it was about purely about you and you trying to grow uh, in whatever field that you are working in, uh, I would say read um, Skin in the Game by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Okay. And if you just want to have a good time reading a great story, I would say Shoe Dog and uh, Johan Kraft's uh, autobiography, My Turn. I love Shoe Dog. I love Shoe Dog because it is so different from what I thought the story would be. Absolutely. Uh, just generally, it, it is. It, it, it takes you by surprise as to... Because he was just a scrappy guy. It's not like he was... He yeah. did anything which was like earth shattering in that sense but it's just it's it's such a cool story yeah. um and uh, my last question generally is, is i am and i'm taking a slight riff of that is that what do you think generally consuming information rather, because that's what you're giving out consuming information uh why do you think that will never die why do you think that as as, as human beings why do you think that that's something we'll never stop doing hmm. interesting question i think um it's it's this um thing with humans that mm-hmm. they have to keep feeding themselves with something mm-hmm. um, because it's very easy to get bored. Uh, in fact, I was reading an article on the same, right? Um, so people need new information to keep themselves engaged in a particular different kind of emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And again, be it excitement, sadness, etc., etc. Um, and that's why people keep consuming information in different forms. 
sometimes it's videos uh, some other other time it's articles or text based content mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just voice thanks so much for doing this man this has been great i mean there's, there's so many insights from this which from a general like content perspective which i'm, I'm kind of taking away and i'm sure the audiences as well um thanks so much for coming on advertising is dead yeah thank you thank you so much uh, for having me this is my first podcast and um i i really loved um, the way we spoke and how we casually discussed bunch of different things that's the best part about podcast you can just have a casual conversation and absolutely, absolutely.